Hey, good evening. Good evening to each of you. Listen, thank you all for hanging in there. You know, when I was in uh, undergrad and grad school, we always were told to give the professor 15 minutes, right? You, you remember the 15 minute rule? Uh, give the professor 15 minutes before you walked out and class was canceled. So th th thanks 61, 62 of you all for abiding by the, the 15 minute rule. Uh, good to see all of you listen. Sorry about the delay. We had some technical issues uh, going on uh, with the lap with, with, with my on my end. So I apologize for that. But hey, good news. We're on. We're on. So thank you all so much for, uh, for sticking in there with me. Go ahead. Go ahead and share it with your neighbors, with your friends. Let them know that we are on. We're, we are delayed, but we are not denied. Amen. We've been delayed but we shall not be denied. Thank God. And uh, T.A. is with us, y'all. So y'all say hello to T.A. He's in the background. And so we thank God that he's here and and helped to get us on uh, on and, and, and ready to share in, in the word on tonight. So good evening to each of you. Thank you again for sticking in there with us. Uh, we apologize for the delay, uh, but we're going to jump right into uh, right into our our lesson for tonight. Let's pray and we'll get right into it. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day, for this time together. We thank you, God, uh, that even through the technical issues that you have proven yourself faithful and, Lord, that you've allowed us to gather. And, God, we pray now your blessings upon our time together. We pray, oh, God, that you will anoint this lesson and, God, that you will be glorified in all that we, all that we hear, all that we see, and then all that we do thereafter. We pray it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. All right, God bless you. So listen, we're going to we're going to um, uh, continue with our study. Uh, watch watch your words, watch your mouth, rather. Uh, we're continuing with this, and uh, we're going to jump around. I know you all have your own um, uh, right now media accounts, and you have been uh, perusing the lesson on your own. How do I know? Because you all have told me so. You told me you couldn't wait to get to the next uh, the next lesson, and you went on and saw it for yourself. So listen, great, no problem, no problem at all. What we're gonna do tonight, uh, as I told you last week, we're kind of not doing things in 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 order of the series itself. Uh, so we're gonna jump to uh, session number four, actually, part A of session number four. All right, and uh, and and I'll be back after we see uh, this session. Welcome to the last session of Watch Your Mouth. We learned in the previous session that what comes out of our mouths flows directly from our hearts. When we align ourselves with God and His will, we pour out our praises, thanksgiving, and encouragement. But when we go our own way, our speech can be like daggers. In this final session, Tony warns us about the most harmful ways we can use our words. Insults, gossip, slander. We can use words as a weapon rather than a tool for blessing people and glorifying God. Before hearing from Tony, listen to Eloise share about what happened to her dad, a pastor, when he suggested the church buy a new property. My father pastored the same church for 50 years, and he really, really genuinely cared about the church. And in our family, my dad taught us that it was important to love everybody, um, to not speak bad about people. It wasn't very long that I found out that within inside the walls of the church that everybody didn't think the same way. I remember this one particular time, um, the church was voting on the property across the street. My dad was trying to push, we should buy this property, and people got a little heated about it. To sell their point I, that they shouldn't buy the property, they began to say things about my father that just weren't true. I heard them uh, say some really, really bad things about my dad. It began to spread throughout the church. Like, for instance, people who believed in him and what he was trying to do, then you'd hear slanderous things about those people, and it just spread. It was just like a cancer. 
I remember getting very, very angry um, at the people in my church. What they said about my father is like they were saying it about me. And that, that, that hurt. I didn't want to be involved in ministries. I didn't want to do anything in the church. I questioned people's faith. I questioned even my faith because I didn't like the people at my church. The slander, the words, the gossip, um, everything that was said about my father had a tremendous impact on my family. A couple of my brothers left the church and they felt like Christian people that was, would say those kinds of things were, were evil. They never returned. And not only did they never return to our church, they never returned to church. It's been many, many years since this happened at my church. And I am just getting to the point where I'm okay with talking about what happened to me and how I felt about it and to really love people. My church now, I, I've learned to actually love people unconditionally. My dad was uh, a huge part of that. He never changed. He, he, uh, he loved the people. And I never saw my dad um, say anything mean to him. He continued to love him like Christ had said he was supposed to love him. And that's where he taught me to love people in spite of the things that they do and the things that they say. But I've always felt like Christian people need to realize that inside the walls of a church, inside the walls where you think you're the safest, that you can really damage somebody. A woman one day was told to have been bitten by a rabid dog that she had rabies. She went to the doctor. When the doctor told her what was wrong, she began making out a list. The doctor said, is that a list of people you want to talk to about this condition? She said, uh-uh, this is a list of the people I want to bite. You know, we can use our mouths to do a lot of harm. Harm perhaps that was done to us when we've been bitten by the tongue of another and we wind up biting in the lives of others, passing on the disease to other people who actually need help and healing, who we wind up hurting even more. There can be evil in your esophagus. There can be Satan in your speech. It comes in a number of forms. Uh, gossip. Proverbs 20, 19 says, a gossip tells secrets to harm. A gossip is passing, shh, let me tell you a secret. That secret is not there to benefit. That secret is to pass on information to create a perspective in the hearer that you want them to know. And God hates gossip. The secret passing on of information where good is not the intent. And I know we can camouflage it and say, well, I'm just telling you this so that you can pray about it make it sound spiritual, but we know our intent is really not prayer or God, especially if we haven't talked to the person about it. We're passing it on, hush, hush, secrets with no good intent. The, someone has described gossip like uh, sending a message like feathers flying in the wind. Once it gets out there, it goes wherever the wind takes it. And most of us have done our share of gossiping and most of us have been gossiped about and know how messages can get out there, can get misconstrued, like passing on a message to the next person who passes on to the next person. And by the time you get to the end of the line, that's a totally different message or a totally different twist on the message so that the truth has become distorted. Not only is there gossip, but there's slander. Slander means to intentionally, directly speak evil. The Bible says that slander breaks fellowship with God. Psalm 15 verses 1 to 3. In fact, 1 Corinthians 5.11 says, don't even associate with a slanderer. People who, who they, they don't hide it. They're not just gossiping. They are talking down in evil terms 
against a person. They're, they're not just talking about evil that was done. They are talking about the person and making the person evil. In other words, their intent is evil. And so the scripture says that don't fellowship with that kind of person. It reminds me somewhat humorously of the, the constant battle between Winston Churchill and Lady Astor. They were in the British Parliament together and Lady Astor said to Winston, Winston, if you were my husband, I'd put arsenic in your tea. Because Winston said, if you were my wife, I'd drink it. I mean, they were going after each other over and over again, just speaking evil every day against each other. Husbands and wives do this. They slander one another. Friends do this. Of course, we do this with enemies easily. So gossip, slander. Okay, and then there's flattery. Uh, that's like a chocolate-covered lie, okay? You're lying, you're not being honest, but you got so much chocolate around it that it sounds good even though the core of it is not real. You're just making up stuff to make the person feel good, but you've got some dishonesty in there. The Bible calls it dishonest communication. It, uh, Flattery is something you smell, but you don't swallow. Because people can be building you up with the goal of ultimately tearing you down. Evil speech, evil in our communication, whether it's gossip or slander or the, or the, the flattery that really isn't real, goes against God who's a God of truth. And yes, we are to speak the truth. We are to do it kindly, but we're not to, we're not to intentionally go out to use our tongues to hurt people. If you're a flatterer, a gossiper, if you're a slanderer, let's get that corrected right away because God will break fellowship with you when your tongue is used in this manner. Wow, there's uh, so much to unpack there. So much to unpack. Um, so I, I'm I'm looking at at the first part of that lesson, um, and I'm thinking about uh, a term that 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 was introduced maybe I guess about five six years ago at least to me I had not heard the term before. Um, but about five, six years ago, it, it became a term that that was circulating a lot in church circles. And the term was is is church hurt. You ever heard that term before? Church hurt. Church hurt. Church hurt is 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 what Christians, people who are a part of community of faith, um experience at the hands of fellow believers, right? Whether it's being mistreated, whether it's uh, being mishandled, uh, whether it's um, being lied on, being talked about, God forbid, physically or sexually abused, church hurt. It's, it's, it's hurt that happens at the hands of people you don't expect to be hurt by. And what I heard uh, that young lady and her testimony about her father, her pastor, her, her dad, who, who was the pastor of that church, I think that fits in that, in that whole definition of church hurt, her brothers not returning to that church and not coming back to church in general because of church hurt because of what someone at church said, someone at church insinuated, someone at church spread. You know, the unfortunate unfortunate reality is that church hurt is, is real. People unfortunately do get hurt at church and it should not be the case should not be the case. Um, and I know that it's the case because I'm the pastor. <laughs> and oftentimes I have to try and help heal 
some of this church hurt, right? Um, and to be fair, to be fair, all church hurt isn't intentional, right? To be fair, it's not that people are walking around trying to figure out how to mess up somebody's life or mess up someone's um, day or or give them a uh, you know a, a bad self image. Um, sometimes people just say things without thinking. Amen. Sometimes people just speak before they think about what's being said and how it's going to impact uh, the person who's who's hearing that. I believe that's why the scripture tells us that we ought to be swift to hear and slow to speak. If we would just slow down sometimes, right? Slow down in what we're what we're saying. Think about how we're how those words, though you might not mean anything about it, right? What might that person who's hearing it think? My dad told me a long time ago when I was uh, young in preaching, younger in preaching, um, he said, um, you're not only responsible for what you say, you're responsible for what they hear. And if that's true, that as a preacher, I got to be responsible also for what you're hearing, then I have to be very careful about what I'm saying, how I'm saying what I'm saying, the words that I choose, the phraseology that I use, the intonation that I use, because all of that communicates something, right? And so as believers, as fellow disciples, as brothers and sisters in Christ, you're not just responsible for what you say, you're responsible for what people hear you say. Yeah, you're responsible for what they hear you say. I heard you say this, and, and it may not have been what you meant, but but your body language said this, the the your, the expression on your face said this, the 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 fact that you've suggested things prior to this conversation lead, leading up to this said this to me. Even though the words that you use were different, it was how you said what you said that made me leave this conversation feeling some kind of way about it. So my brothers and my sisters, we really have to be careful with these mouths and this tongue because you might kill someone's spirit with your tongue and create a church hurt that will take years to heal. Years. I, I know that it's real because I counsel with people who who tell me what this person said and what that person said or what this person did. And it's not always very much so in the present. Sometimes it's ye decades ago, years ago. And this is one reason why. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk to you for a minute. Uh, uh, my 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 seniors and. And those of you who, 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 you know, listen, you have to be doubly careful about how you speak to young people, about what you say to young people. Young people are more fragile than you will ever imagine. And you will think that you're trying to, you know, you, you just got to get them tough and get them told and, and tell them, you know, don't you look like this when you wear this or you look like come on yeah there, there is a way to say everything can i can i say that again there's a way to say everything 
And it doesn't have to be said the way you feel it in order for them to get it. Okay. So so let's 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 look at some scripture. Let's look at some scripture because I don't want this to just be me uh <laughs> talking to you. I let, let the word of God say it. Um the book of Matthew, Gospel of according to St. Matthew, Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, Jesus teaches, believe it or not, on this same matter of the tongue. Matthew 5, verse number 21 and 22. Matthew 5, 21 and 22. Listen to this. Jesus says, you have heard it said, you have heard that it was said of them of old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. That's the law, right? Jesus says, you know what the law is. You, you know what the Old Testament says. It says you shall not kill, right? But remember, Jesus, Jesus is saying, I've come not to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law, right? He says, but I say unto you. That whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall, what? Say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. I want you to get that. Because Jesus begins this teaching, this, 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 this part of this text, he begins by talking about murder. Thou shalt not kill. That's, that's, that's the law. We're not supposed to be killing each other. Bottom line, thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not kill. He says, you know the law. Jesus says, but... Let me help you with this because killing folk ain't just about murdering them. He says, I say unto you, whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, is, is a, let's just say it's, it's, it's a, it's a demoralizing term. Uh, and 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 he says it again when he says "thou fool." Rocket means empty head. You you're you're dummy, D dumb 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 one, empty head, right? And whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say "thou fool" shall be in danger of hellfire. Jesus says, "Watch this, y'all, that you're." feeling good about the fact that you haven't stabbed anyone with a knife and killed them. But what did you do with your tongue when you told someone that they were just dumb or they were just fool, a fool? Or, or what did you do with your tongue when you inflicted a wound upon their self-image? What did you do with your tongue when you told that young lady that the way she wore her hair wasn't ladylike? She needed to let it grow. And, and she was very comfortable with her hair until you messed with her. She was very comfortable with her body image until you messed with her. He was very comfortable with himself until you destroyed it. Jesus says, listen, it's not just about killing someone with a with a sword or a, or a knife or a gun. It's what you say, what you said. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie, y'all. That's a lie. 
I try to heal people every day who have been hurt with words. Words hurt. And you have to be careful with not only what you say, but what you hear them say. What they hear you say. And Jesus says as much. He says, you're, you're, you're feeling good that you didn't break the commandment of murder. He said, but, but you've been killing folk. You've been cutting folk. You've been slicing and dicing folk. Are you hearing me? So that's number one. Be careful with your words. Proverbs 6. Proverbs 6. Proverbs 6, beginning with verse number 16. Proverbs 6, beginning with verse number 16. 6 and 16. What does it say there? It says something about what's an abomination to the Lord. He says that there's six things. There it is. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look. Number two, a lying tongue. We, we can stay right there. You can just you can keep it right there. A proud look is number one, but a lying tongue, number two. Said these are things that the Lord hates. The Lord hates. It is an abomination to the Lord. For you to speak lies about someone else, for you to slander someone else's character, for you to flatter someone, for for you know, as as Pastor Evans called it, a, a chocolate covered lie, right? It's an abomination. It's an abomination. And 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 you you might you might say, you know, I was thinking about this when I was preparing for tonight. Um, think thought about at raising this question. I guess I'll raise it. Um, which would you rather? Which would you rather to be to be lied to or lied on? Which which would you rather to be lied to or to be lied on? And I guess the answer to that. It's depending on what the lie is, huh? <laughs> because the reality is both hurt. Both hurt. If you lie to and it's the right lie, if you're lied on and it's the right lie, <laughs> yeah, somebody said neither. Yeah, because both, both are deadly. Both are toxic. Both have the potential to do harm and cause hurt. And the Bible says that this lying tongue is an abomination. This lying tongue, God hates. This lying tongue. So some of us, some of us, and you know, this is why, this is why, um, why we started this teaching off talking about um, Isaiah when he says, uh, for I am a man of unclean lips, right? And I dwell among a people who have unclean lips. Listen, um, if 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 you have a problem with your tongue telling lies, you definitely don't need to hang around folk who who are good at lying. You need some accountability partners, some people who will check you, some people who will hold you to the fire and say, no, you know what? That's not true. And 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 not only because here's here's the deal. Here's the thing. Here's here. Here's the thing about lying. There's some people who just tell boldface lies and have no problem with it. Right. And just just flat foot boldface lies. Other people who. Who skirt the truth right there's some truth there but they kind of you know 
Uh, yeah, they 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 don't they don't they don't they don't tell a bold faced lie, but they you know they they say enough where damage can be done, right? And I, I there are people who who won't who do this because they don't want to be blamed or called out for being a liar, right? Or for being saying that you told the lie, but you'll say just enough so that the person who's hearing it will be led down the road that 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 they want to be led down. You know? And When God looks at that, it's still a lie. It, it, there, there are no shades to this, folks. There are no shades to this. I know, I know, I know back in the day you used to hear a little white lie. There are no shades to this. There are no shades to this. Right? If 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 you are, if you are, you know, I know people who do this, and you do too. There, there are people, there are people, there are people who will help a lie go on, watch this, watch this. They won't speak the lie, but they'll encourage the one who's telling the lie. Oh, I ain't know that, right? They, they telling the lie, they telling the lie, really, really, you know? Well, I don't know nothing about that, but, you know, and rather than, rather than coming out and saying, you know what, no, A, Let's not participate in that, number one. B, if you know it's not true, being willing to say that's not true. Right? So, so we we gotta, yeah, this, this stuff, this big, and here's why, y'all, because we do damage to people and we do damage to the body of Christ and we do damage to our witness as people of God. We damage all of that. We damage all of that. And we must do better. We must do better by each other. We must do better in how we treat each other. We must do better. Because God gets no glory out of that. God gets no glory out of that. Amen. And so what must we do? First Peter tells us. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. Verse 1. First Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Ah, is anybody is anybody receiving this tonight? Anybody receiving this tonight? Wherefore, laying aside all malice and guile and hypocrisies and envies and all what evil speakings lay it aside bible says let stop do stop stop yeah stop put it down somebody come to you with it stop nope not doing that stop see in order for us listen okay i'm gonna help somebody one of the reasons one of the reasons it's so difficult to 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 do that is because uh, we like salacious sounding stuff. Can, can, come on, let come on and go with me for a minute. We like salacious sounding stuff. Did you hear? Man, did you hear? Girl, did you hear? Right? All you got to do is start out with, did you hear? And, right? I started out a meeting one day. I started out a meeting one day. Um, uh, and I said to the group I was meeting with, I said, there's a rumor going around and and I need to address it because I'm the leader and, and I need to address this head on and I want you to hear it from me. Um, and man, let me tell you, it got absolutely quiet. I mean, it, there had been noise going around, background noise. People were talking. 
I mean, when when that start, when I started the meeting like that, it got quiet because we love to hear the salacious sounding stuff. And you know, I it, it was really a joke the way I was doing. I was I was I was setting them up really uh, to say that the rumor was actually some good news um, that that I wanted to make sure got told and got carried. Uh, but oh, when we think it's some 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 negative stuff, we want to hear it, right? And that's part of the problem. It's this flesh that craves negative stuff, the stuff on social media, right? The the housewives of whatever, right? The 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 the, the all all the different reality TV shows, right? That. That, that give us, that feed us that constant kind of, did you hear this? I heard this. She said that. He said this, right? And we're just, we're just programming our, our, our flesh to crave the next story, the next lie, the next what, what, what's being said. And we got to stop that. We got to stop that. Some of those programs that we watch, y'all, is helping to feed that negative craving for negative stuff. Amen, somebody. So we gotta we gotta watch what our inputs are. What is your input? There there may be some there may be some 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 social media that you need to hold off on. There may be some TV programming that you need to uh, change. And start watching some right now media. Oh, glory to his name. <laughs> start, start right. Well, start watching some right now media. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so, so I'm sorry. Where was I? I I, I got I got I got put, oh okay, put away. That's what it said. Put it away. We gotta put it away. We gotta put away evil talk. And we got to put away evil cravings for evil talk. That's where I was going. We got to put away the evil cravings for the evil talk. Because guess what? When people know that you don't roll like that, they'll stop bringing it to you. When people know you don't roll like that, you don't rock like that, they'll stop bringing you the trash. All right. All right. All right. So put it away. Few few verses here and we're getting out of here. Exodus 20 and 16, you already know this. This is the law, y'all. This is going back to the law. But I bring it up. I bring it up because, again, Jesus says, I've not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. You shall not bear false witness, the Bible says, against your neighbor. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Stop telling not lies on each other. Stop telling lies on each other. Now, I hear somebody out there saying, well, Reverend, it ain't a lie. What I'm telling you is the truth. Well, my question on that is, is that edifying anyone? Is the truth that you're telling building anyone up, building anyone's relationship, helping anyone's home, helping anyone's marriage? Is the truth that you're telling aiding and assisting? Or is it continuing to cause strife. Ephesians 4 and 25. Ephesians 4 and 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. We are members, and this goes, this goes to where we started with this whole church hurt thing. We are members of each other. There is no reason for us to hurt each other. If anywhere there should be there should be help, if anywhere there should be peace, if anywhere there should be this this covering of one another, this this aiding, this this edifying of one another, it should be here in the church. It must be here in the church. Put away lying. Put away coarse speech, negative talk. Put it away. Are you hearing me? 
speak every man truth with his neighbor. Why? Because we are members one of another. So that song that 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 we sing all the time and we hadn't heard it in a long time. I pray for you, you pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. Come on, y'all. Let's not just make that a song. Let's make that a promise. A promise that from this day forward, I will not speak negatively about my brother or my sister. I will not allow my tongue to cause harm and hurt to my brother or my sister. Yeah. And that's your Christian obligation, your Christian duty. So lastly, two scriptures and I'm gone. Philippians 4 and 8. Philippians 4 and 8 tells us how we can do it. How can we do it? Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Whatever is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, think on these things. Think on these things. Maybe the reason you're saying the wrong stuff is because you're thinking about the wrong stuff. Think on what's pure, not what's poisonous. Think about what's lovely, not what's ugly. Think about what's good, not what's evil. Think on these things. And when you think on what's beautiful, what's good, what's what's positive about people, those are the things you will speak on. There's a way to say everything. Amen, somebody. Here's the last one and I'm done. Last one and I'm done. Colossians 4. Colossians 4 and verse 6. I'm done for tonight when I give you this one. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. I'm done. Listen, to, let that sizzle in your spirit. Let your speech be always with grace. We talked about grace on Sunday, y'all. And grace is not just something that God gives to us. Grace is something that we extend to each other. Let your speech, let your speech, look at that again. Go, go back to that if you don't mind, T.A. Let your speech be always with grace. In other words, y'all, listen, here it is. Here it is. There's some things you don't need to say. And grace will keep you from saying it. <laughs> There's there some things that, that are just better left unsaid. And grace will keep you from saying it. And then when you have to say something, Paul says, season it with salt. Season it with salt. Don't, don't, just, don't just practice this brutal honesty stuff that people talk about. Bible didn't tell you anything about being brutally honest. It says, season your words with salt so that people can receive what you're saying. So that it's something that I want, that, that I can take in. It's something that, that, that helps me. Season it with salt. Season it with salt. 
You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Season your words with salt. And if you don't know how to say what needs to be said, don't say it. Pray about it. And let God give you direction on how to say what to say before you end up hurting somebody. If you don't know how to say what you need to say, don't say it until God tells you. I'm done. I've said what I need to say. <laughs> bless you, bless you, bless you. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. I pray that you receive that tonight. Let's watch our words. Let's watch our mouths. Amen. So listen, um, earlier today, you, those of you who are on the um, text uh, alerts, you should have gotten an alert earlier today. Um that um, gave you the announcements. Um, and if you were able to click on those announcements, you saw something uh, that that we are happy to uh, have, have launched today. Uh, it's the K-Chapel website. Yes, uh, K-Chapel has a new website, y'all. And it looks good. It looks good. It looks good. Not only does it look good, but it's so informative. There, there. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna stay connected with us. There's no reason for you not to be connected to what's going on here at the church. Uh, all of the announcements, all of the ministries, whatever's going on. Listen, it's right there on the new website. How do you get to it? Kchapel.org. It's real simple. Kchapel.org. And everything. I, listen, uh, it, it's gonna stay updated. Um, uh, there, there are even some new features that, that are, that are not active right now that will become active in the near future. Um, so, so keep going back to it because you're going to see some, some awesome features, uh, that, that are going to come online, uh, in, 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 in the near future, actually. Uh, so the K Chapel app is up y'all, kchapel.org. Uh, you go online, share it with your friends, share it with your, um, with your neighbors. We're excited about it. It's, uh, going to keep keep our community of faith uh, connected. All right. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. Let's pray y'all. Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you for this word. We pray, oh God, that we in fact would be slow to speak, swift to hear. We pray, oh God, that our words would be seasoned with grace and with salt. We pray, oh God, that our words would be healing and not hurtful that they would be edifying and not destructive. We pray, Lord, that our words would not kill, but that, that they would create. Create, oh God, love, create peace, create joy in the lives of those that to, to whom we speak. Lord, bless the words of our mouth. Let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, you are our strength and you are our redeemer. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Thanks again for hanging in there with me. Good night.